0: Nick Flanagan sometimes joins Danko and co-hosts the podcast, and it's a real treat listening to Nick and Danko banter back and forth. I'm a huge fan of Nick's old punk bands, The Brutal Knights and Teen Crud Combo. And I've seen his stand-up comedy several times as well, and he is really funny.
1: The
0: the Danko Jones podcast is the best around. Nick Flanagan is Danko's co-host. Download for free on SoundCloud and iTunes. Sometimes Damien from Fucked Up stops by and hangs out too. Welcome to the official Danko Jones podcast. Here's your hosts, Danko Jones and Nick Flanagan. Hey, Hey! I think everyone was getting tired of uh, just me. So you're here, Nick. Yeah, I'm in the house from L.A. Mm. Now, if people are wondering why Nick Flanagan hasn't been on the podcast for uh, quite a while. A dog's age. uh, I uh, I don't know if we made an announcement or anything, but you moved to L.A. to I relocated because that's where all the comedians live. Well, yes.
2: I acquired the means to work in America, and uh, now I'm trying to do that,
0: unsuccessfully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're back in town for a week, so while you're here, I figured, hey, I'll just grab you and uh, we'll do this. But, like... What are we going to do? We're not going to like, we have no guest here. Nobody. Uh, they so, all said
2: no. We didn't
0: ask anybody. And so this is kind of the, you know, a year ago, give or take a month, we did a Q&A. Has mm-hmm. it been a
2: year? When was the last time I was on an episode? Ooh. Long time ago. I feel like every episode, by the way, it's like, you're like hey, Nick, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I'm on fire. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of problems. <laughs> uh, so, not that I've said that yet.
0: We uh, decided to throw it out into the uh, Twitterverse and the uh, social media world Mm -hmm. and have everyone do a second yearly annual Q&A with Nick and I, and we've got got a a lot of response. The first question we have was the very first person who answered, and they go by DubNation at Warrior Soilers. Shout out. Shout out
2: to DubNation Warrior Soilers. You're going to give a shout out to every single person? I might I haven't decided yet We'll see how long Uh, Dub Nation Man
0: That sounds like a nice nation Their question was Do you know of another Wicked Lester Slash Kiss Band name Stories That may have changed Rock music What does that
2: What does that mean I I don't know Were Kiss called Wicked Lester
0: They were And then they changed Their name I mean the only ones That come to mind Very quickly uh, Was um, Uh, Mammoth what were they called they were called mammoth and then they changed their name to Van Halen right uh,
2: wasn't there a band what band had argent in them argent w- which band was that argent but weren't they members of something as well Oh I don't know um, what Asia- was, Fleetwood Mac had a different name didn't they no they just have different members right right okay this isn't working for me so far <laughs> <laughs> Well there you go hey that's your answer <laughs> uh, donation. No, uh let's go here. Uh um, well, I mean it's well, hard you know, to just think of Two Chains. Okay. Two Chains as very famously the rapper Two Chains, C H A I N Z, uh was part of Ludacris's Disturbing the Peace posse and he was called Titty Boy. Oh, T I T Y Boy. Okay. And then he changed the name cuz you know, you Is that might because not, of T.T. Boy that a
0: lot of people made? Right, may the porn star. Know.
2: I mean, I think probably that's part of it, and also it's something where like Titty Boy might be an acceptable name for like a twenty-year-old, I guess. But when he's like thirty something yeah. or whatever, it's like, I'm Titty Boy. Yeah. What's up, guys? You know. But I also have like three kids, and they're in you <laughs> yeah, know, <laughs> yeah, Montessori exactly. school. Hey, I met the parent-teacher interviews. Yeah, exactly. That's Titty Boy. Now, if these are the parent-teacher teacher interviews people like titty boy was just part of his idea <laughs> you know <they're>
0: like, <laughs> it's not the i do whole love him. ludicrous
2: i'm a big ludicrous fan. i'm not a big lud- oh. i mean i i think ludicrous wow. i i i i had a unappealing it's not really his fault oh, but brother. it was like when i was freelance writing and i was probably 24 years old i did ludicrous was one of my very very first phone interviews phone, oh that'll, no, and he was that. he was uh Rude. Super terse. Of course, he was talking to, like, an alternative weekly in Toronto. You know, like, he was attracting about seven people to his show. Yeah. Actually, that's not true, because I think his fan base would mostly have been, like, the types of people who who would, would that... read it alter- You know what I mean? Because he's kind of, like, he's he was, like, original, almost original, like, hipstery rap or something. Really? I think so. Okay, well... I never got that vibe because he was just like funny and punchlines and uh, you know kind of like was willing to play a role. I think <laughs> you know he was kind of like, hey, I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you, and you're like, you're not gonna shoot anybody, Ludacris, for sure. And uh, you know, and I see him on radio shows now, and he's always like bragging about making money off like two chains because still from his stuff, and just he just seems arrogant, and only his singles are good. Straight up, his albums or but. I got four of them over there Yeah, do you listen to them a lot? Or do you listen to Southern Hospitality? Yeah, I listen to the singles I, I'm not going to argue with his singles and his cameos And that's a great This is like immediately jumping into rap talk That's a great yeah. Type of rapper Is like when you're just like singles and, and good guest appearances But it doesn't put you in like A top 100 even You know?
0: Well, for a question that led with <laughs> KISS, you so seem to have is... turned this into
2: a discussion on ludicrous. Bashing ludicrous. You're bashing him. I'm not I bashing him. I moved my ludicrous agenda inside. I don't know why I'm so mad at ludicrous. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He has an appealing face. Let's
0: move on to the second question here. Rock Metal La la Cake Pie, uh, who <laughs> goes by at Rosie White. They ask, do you think... The main stage at Download, at the Download Festival, should be called the Lemmy stage for more than just one year as proposed. So I guess in tribute to Lemmy passing, Lemmy my of Motorhead, uh, Download has named one of the stages this year the Lemmy stage, which I think is nice uh, and respectful. And this person is just saying, should this just be the Lemmy stage from, from now on? And you know what? I agree. I, I think it should.
2: Yeah, you could do it. Okay. But S- what if... You're having like sneaker pimps on on the stage. Then it's weird. They're like, "Hey, triple no. fans, come to the no." N- I mean, the Lemmy stage. at Vakin. We've branding. played
0: we've played at Vakin the, the stage off. called the Black Metal stage, and we're a rock and roll band. And but you love black metal, no, but it doesn't know. matter. Like nobody really bats an eye. It's just the name of the stage, and if you really want to, you know.
2: What if Wait they a minute, renamed... Download
0: would never book the Sneaker Pimps, so what are we talking about? Things, times change. You know? Download is a, a a heavy music festival, so yeah, I think but sneaker. any band that would play Download would would f- at least have heard of Motorhead and, and love at least one song. Would Metallica Motorhead. do a thing where they play Download, but they play all of Load
2: at Download? And there's a download, you can download yeah, I'm not it. sure,
0: but I have seen Metallica at Download. And they played most of Love. They played about six or seven songs that night because Lars Ulrich was not on stage with them. Why? This is going back 2004. Uh, Lars Ulrich was, um, they said, was taken to the hospital for something. And so they got Joey Jordison, they got Dave Lombardo, they got Lars's tech wow. to play uh, during the set. So they did a kind of a, a short set, <clears> shorter <throat> one that they but you know must have this, been a real
2: greatest hits too right
0: yeah it was if i remember correctly dave lombardo did four horsemen mm. i can't remember what they all did i think the their tech did uh, nothing else matters you know whatever anyways that's that question well we didn't get to
2: really how i feel about it okay i'm pro
0: okay thank you <laughs> what was that what brow? was it named before i don't know stage 2 Maybe. I don't know. Stage B? Probably. The metal stage. Maybe. Okay, so (laughs) the next question is from our friend, an old guest of the podcast, and my ex-roommate, Mr. Brendan Canning wants to know, and he's at at Canning B. Brendan wants to know, do I need to move to Hamilton for a bigger (laughs) yard? That's really... uh... That's a very to personal him. question. Yeah. yeah, that's kind the of thing like is, saying I never knew Brendan to really dwell too long in the backyard when I was living there. So no. Yeah, I mean, you ever hang I mean, out in
2: a backyard? It's an invitation to, for gnats to fly in your nose and mouth.
0: <laughs> well, maybe Basically. maybe uh, maybe he's gotten into gardening while you know. Oh, I since can I see left. that. Yeah, maybe he has.
2: Um, and for any background on I mean, anybody listening who isn't from. The Greater Toronto Area than uh, Hamilton is an hour. Away Hamilton's from. an hour away from Toronto, uh, as, and everybody's
0: as, leaving Toronto to go to Hamilton.
2: A lot of people are moving out and trying to act like it's normal that they're moving <laughs> to this, <laughs> you know, city other city. They're trying to pretend like, oh, it's so close, and you oh, know, we'll come back on suburbs. weekends, yeah. and you know, it's like you're not at subway right away. You're actually during peak hours probably like an annoying commute away and then you're in Hamilton which is fine
0: and we've had uh Hamiltonians on this podcast Lots of great music out of Hamilton I've uh, had George Pettit and Megan Pettit
2: recorded um good I've uh, done good shows in Hamilton you Kevin know Kevin
0: Panko lives in Cam- Hamilton okay. now Stuart Berman lives right. in Hamilton and um, keeps going yeah, some good Hamilton. This Ain't Hollywood is a great place. you know. Who, who's from Hamilton? The, are, are the Diodes from Hamilton? No, Teenage Head's from. Teenage Head. Is Forgotten Teenage Rebels. Head? Forgotten you Rebels. Know,
2: Simply Saucer.
0: Simply Saucer, that's who I was thinking.
2: You know, Some good Hamilton. That, sailboats are white if you're going years later to like an interesting band from Hamilton. We were on a Hamilton label back in the day. Hamilton's always had. I would say it's a consistent music scene. You know, like... Double
0: a, creature features. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, everyone's moving to Hamilton. Much like when there was that article in the New York Times. I mean, much like this thing that happened to New York, because Toronto is like New York, um, where there was an article about Philadelphia being like the new Brooklyn, <laughs> where everyone's moving from New York because they can't afford But it's like two hours away. So it's really like... You're just moving to a different city. You're moving,
0: and you know, it's the new city. Okay. Well, the next question <laughs> is the Mad Dalton asks. He goes by the at the Mad Dalton. Will you both come Hi, to Belfast? You know this guy? Yeah. Oh. Well, who? What's his name? Peter. Okay. So Peter the Mad Dalton asks, Will you both come to Belfast for a joint Canadian love-in? Uh sure, sure, yeah. I love Belfast. We were just there last year. I'd love to go to
1: Belfast.
2: We had a great show. Never yeah. been to Belfast, nor Derry,
0: nor Ireland. Never been to Galway. We we Dublin. had Dublin. We we always have a good time in in Ireland and Belfast. Uh, great show. And uh, sure.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So please find
2: a way to invite me to do whatever there. Yeah, perform. what would you
0: what would the two of us do there? Spoken Podcast? word. Spoken word. Two spoken <laughs> word sets. What would I talk about? What would I don't you know. could do your set? But what am I going to talk about? You? Talk about No. Talk about you. You could do a and a live. Oh man, Jesus. Do... <laughs> okay, so uh, next question by Phil Rind of Sacred Reich asks two questions and they're huge. Mhm. Are you ready for this? Mhm. What is the meaning of life? Right. Just gotta wait it out. Yeah, yeah, that would be my <laughs> answer to you, Actually, <laughs> <laughs> to wait it out. Just, it's a, it's a it's a game of patience. <laughs> you know? And then the second question, phil's Second question is, who is the one person you would love to interview for your podcast? Well, Good question. Such, yeah, there's a long list. But spread. wait a minute. Besides the obvious ones, like you know, everybody would would probably say, oh, I want to uh, um, interview. Uh, you know Mick Jagger, or yeah, or, or uh, I want to interview like fucking Obama. Yeah, Obama. Like, b- okay, put those kinds of characters aside. Clinton, like someone who's like. First of all, I would say Phil Rind is is someone I want on the podcast, and I've told him this yeah. a couple of times. It just has time has to permit. But that's a very uh, you can't when he asks you that question and <laughs> you say you are the person I most want on that podcast. Well, you think he was fishing for that answer?
2: I mean, I just think that that's like a, uh, you know, you just you can't do that. That's like if, you know. But I do want him on the podcast. Uh, it would be great I've to told. have him, though. Yeah,
0: um, I've I've asked him a couple of times actually.
2: Are, where are they based out of? Where's he based out of at this point? So loud. Uh, Phoenix. Allowed? Phoenix.
0: No, but we him and I can do it via uh, Skype. Skype. So that's what we'll do. But it's just a matter of you know scheduling. Come on, man, we gotta but have other than, you. Other than other than Phil, uh, uh, some of the other people that I guess I can disclose like how close I was to getting other people onto this podcast with Billy Gould from Bill Gould from Faith No More. Uh, it was all set up, we figured it all out, and then Faith No More's bus was held up at the border, oh. and we you know they just had to go straight to the gig. So that was something that I wish. Wish I could have gotten, but uh, I guess I could have if I had pushed long enough. Because I think they were here for an extra day, but that was something that you know. Hopefully, in the future, I'll be able to uh, chase Bill down. You know, would be good. I think it would be so cool to have John Brandon on the show. Mm. It would be the best. And I still, I still don't have a confirm on whether or not it's really John Brandon on Twitter. I got a confirm. It's
2: not him. It it seems real, like John it is because it's like, very but it's somebody with... who works with him, and oh, is he... quoting him, <laughs> and just runs to Twitter with it. Does John know that? I would imagine at this point it's a pretty popular account, isn't it? It's like, I don't know. It's well, got thousands of followers. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know,
0: but they um, all know who he is. Like, I'd love to have him on. He would be someone I would yeah, totally love to have. Him that on. That would be great. Okay, so that's more of a, an answer to yeah, that yeah, question. Yeah. I'd love to have uh, Mark Arm. Now you got me started. Well, let's Mark just say Arm, I'd love anyone to have. from the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> David Yalf would yeah. be interesting. Okay, there you go. Judah uh, Bauer. Okay, how, about, how about like locally, <laughs> like locally that we haven't mined yet? Ontario locals that a lot of people would know um, outside of Canada. That is, you know, see. possible. Like a possible hangout that we could possibly like that they would know. People outside of Canada would know. That we should get on the like Scott Thompson, we've gotten that. I think that. Uh, uh, I actually think it would be really fun to have
2: Owen Pallett on the show, and uh, I would love to. Ha- I'd love yeah. to have him on. Is and he in I, Toronto or Montreal? He's in Montreal now, yeah. but he is local to me. And like, you know, can you get him on? I mean, if yeah, I'm sure he would do the podcast if he was. Uh,
0: available. And then what's what's a buddy's name that we almost got? We should talk about that. We almost got him on. Who was it? Which one? Arrested Development.
2: Oh well, I don't know if we we never
0: asked him. Oh, we didn't.
2: No, we didn't even get that far. Yeah, there was like no
0: situation where they could do it. We were trying to get Michael Sarah, but yeah. Um, So the next question is Mad Anthony, who is at at underscore Mad Anthony. Anthony wants to know. I hope he's crazy, not angry. You know what I'm saying? Three rock bands we've likely not heard of, but should check out.
2: Uh, You got three? That's I add one, for sure. Okay. Uh, okay, well, first of all, check out Sailboats Are White Turbo. That's an v- old album, surprisingly, really awesome. Just made on like a laptop in, in 2004 or something by some guys from Hamilton. It's really, it's like uh, lo-fi digital punk, but before it was cool. And, and cell phone. Oh, another. cell phone are great. Yeah, I just retweeted. You know, I the, or I just they just had their new album on the
0: the fader. Someone um, sent me their demo.
2: Yeah, they've been a band I've really liked for a long time. They really do their own thing, uh, and I they're I like a local that. band. Not a lot of people. With yeah, so I think. So, but they also are a band that's trying to do something. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know. Yeah. So so like yeah, cell phone. Um, what's your third one? Uh. Let's see. That's a good question. Um, a new, some new music that's...
0: Uh, While you're thinking, I'll yeah. just drop my three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the band that I saw yesterday, which they aren't really underground. They're actually getting super popular now. Mm-hmm. But King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard are incredible um, from Australia. And then I would say Admiral Sir Cloudsley Shovel from mm-hmm. London. They're they're amazing. Those two bands have huge, long-ass names, mm-hmm. and that's because they're incredible bands. They can afford to be that long. Why? Well, I... And then the third one I would say uh, would be maybe Pharaoh Overlord, Quickly Thinking, or Night Flight Orchestra, or you, I mean, rock. Right? We're talking about rock music, so or yeah. I would say uh, Jesus. Uh, Satan's Tears, Mojave Lords, Endless Boogie.
2: Um, I will go with my third band now. I might have even mentioned them on this podcast before, but uh, Total Control are really good. Oh, out of
0: uh, I've heard about. I Maine.
2: just like I want. I think they're Australian, but if they're New Zealanders, I'm very sorry. Yeah.
0: Okay, so they're in that
2: yeah, yeah part yeah. of the world. They're sort of like. You know, adjacent to Straight Jacket Nation, Eddie Current Suppression Ring, uh, but they're um, they have this sort of almost post punk, almost you know synth sound, but it's uh, it's really good, really really good. Yeah. Okay,
0: so uh, the next question is Mac Column at Mac Column asks rank the last five Iron Maiden tours, and if you haven't seen them, what is your problem? I haven't seen the last five Iron Maiden tours. And my problem is I'm on tour myself. And uh, Kuma underscore Nabe. Oh, yeah. At the Kuma Nabe wants to know, what's your favorite film? What type of film do you like? And then in quote, in brackets... And I'm still waiting for Teen Crud Combo on iTunes. That was nice.
2: Yes, I thought that was nice. Um, although it did remind me that Teen we, Crud Combo, your old band, my old band with Allison, Allison Baker
0: from Dirty Ghosts. Yeah,
2: she plays a bit with Kelly Stoltz sometimes now, too. Um, um,
0: so, what is your favorite film? Well, it's like crazy. What type of film do you like?
2: <laughs> I feel like when you, you have to really say, what is your
0: current no, favorite film? I got one. Okay, well, and I what, have the title. What's yours? Because I realized it. Yeah. What's the your... one genre of movie that never fails to entertain me is Kung Fu. <laughs> and my favorite film is yeah. Five Deadly Venoms. It has to be. I haven't seen that for years. Because it's the one film that I, I get the most joy out of whenever I hear it said.
2: Right. So by well, that's default... a good title.
0: Kung Fu has the best titles. And some people call it Five... The Five Venoms, Five or, Deadly uh, Venoms, the or five five, Venoms. the Five Venoms. But whatever it is, everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's a Shaw Brothers movie. The, all the Shaw Brothers films are amazing. Like any kung fu movie, I'm not an aficionado. I but love you've probably rock seen docs. a lot, but yeah, like I, when I broke it down, I just realized that that's the one genre of film that gives me the m- most pleasure you know and <laughs> i'm not as disappointed Excuse when me. i see it as much as other genres of film
2: well i mean because it's so it's it's a really interesting genre because it's it's um i mean it's kind of like an is it still an existing genre would you say i don't know like is the raid kung fu it's a fighting style right it comes
0: back and it, it comes but, in, you know cycles I mean, when you're
2: talking about a kung fu movie you're talking about especially to people who know you're really talking about uh, Shaw brothers,
0: or, ja- or the Jack—I would say ja- Lee. Jackie
2: Chan, Jet Li, not Sam so much Mo Jackie Hung. Chan, but well, Jet Li. Yeah, Jackie Chan has been in a million. Ja- oh yeah, yeah, ja- ja- drunk Master. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're, t- well, you're really great. what you're really talking about to me. No, uh, I, I'm sorry for just
0: dismissing him. Yeah, no, Jackie Chan. When I think about it, but great. now that we're finding out the Panama Papers. You know, right? Maybe we can't talk about yeah, Jackie I, Chan. I think I posted something on my personal Facebook. Like, I hate. Fuck this guy. No, but anyways, <laughs> what's your favorite uh, film? Um, well, I have to say that at the moment, you know... Um, no, you got to just say it.
2: I don't know, the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos,
0: right? You know? That's not a film. It's close That's to a That's a film. TV show. And yeah, The Sopranos are probably tied with Three's Company is my favorite yeah. TV show. Like
2: uh, so if we're not talking about TV, no. if we're not doing that...
0: film, Movie.
2: Um, Star Wars No, but Force Awakens was good Yeah um, uh, Private parts No, I mean good for Howard Stern For making that uh, Let's see Man it, Bites Dog I never saw Man Bites Dog That was um, a 90's movie About you know the power of press You uh, uh, I, just like I think Shovel
0: anything 90's in this
2: <laughs> I'm all about the 90's In category. And the doors lately I'm going to go foreign with it. And I'm going to say that the movie Small Change by Francois
0: Truffaut is a very (laughs) special movie. You're just saying that to be fucking arty and intellectual. If we're talking about something that makes me happy...
2: I mean, you know, we're both giving video store picks. You saying Kung Fu movies is a good Oh come on, that was played on WUTV Buffalo Twenty Nine. Small Change is a really neat movie that has an all children. W U T V Buffalo
0: Twenty Nine. Never played a true
2: movie. On um, hugely influential on like Steven Spielberg. So Small Change. And then let's go super pop with it. If I want to talk about something that makes me really happy, I'm gonna go very controversial. E. T. No, that movie's like watching a, a piece of poo talk. It should be call it like a documentary on Mr. Hanky or something. Nobody wants to see that. You know, uh, nobody wants to see E.T. I don't know if that's a supportable argument, but uh, it is really creepy that he just recut it and took out the penis penis breath thing. I didn't know that. That thing. line of dialogue about penis, where they call him penis breath, they took it out, which makes me think, I mean why? Anyway, but uh Indiana it is Spielberg, though. No. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade.
0: I'm going with the third Indiana right. Jones. I can't argue with that although that was seen as racist. They were Am all I seen right? as racist. No, that one in particular. No, right? I don't think so. Or is that Temple of Doom? Yes. Okay. Temple of Doom. I'm getting them mixed up.
2: Temple of Doom is the one that you're watching and you're just like they're eating blindsided murky brains. Yeah, by the amount of like Yeah sort of using cultures as a joke and then... uh, (laughs) Basically, right? That movie, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom is interesting because I think both George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were going through divorces at the time. And uh, they wrote that script and it's got this kind of like... It feels angry (laughs) at the world. But Last Crusade is the one with Sean Connery as the dad and you know you've got Denim Elliot is back in it and it's... You know, it's
0: kind of goofy. I don't know. And I just think it's a really good one. Stacy D. at Stacey Dre wants to know, with so many episodes under your belt, what are some of your favorite moments? Okay, so what are some of your favorite podcast moments on this podcast? Not your... Your podcast history with other podcasts, but sure. per, specifically
2: on this one. Oh, I just remembered a good guest. Another. It would be great to have Dave Hill in here.
0: Imagine
2: oh my that. God, that would be That'd amazing.
0: Be cool. He's cool. Okay, great. So next
2: uh, good moments are. Uh, you have so many more because you have all these tours. Yeah, but interviews. I mean, what
0: were yours? I mean, uh, I know
2: it's like you said, it's always a nice conversation. So uh, sorry, it's always like a relaxed conversation. So it's kind of. It really is generally most of the time because we just have people in here and we have like a nice talk. Yeah, let's just say that. So, like, and we've said it before, like the Scott Thompson one, yeah, was I would just, say it's that just too. so fun listening to him talk about stuff. He really relishes expressing himself. That
0: was a great expressing day. Himself. Like, usually, you know, the podcast is done in an hour, we have lunch, yeah, and then. It was then like an entire toodaloo. day, though. Yeah, yeah, but it was a whole day with Scott. So that. Um, and we picked them up, we dropped them off. It was a huge to do. Leslie and Brennan was a fun time. We had that. That was in here. fun too. I mean, you name me any episode, yeah, exactly. and I'll say amazing. they're just like it's just Damien like a, coming down like a whole bunch of times. Is it's always like having great. people over for tea. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just great.
2: like you. Do, it's hard to really say. Uh, but then you're in a very different environment when you're interviewing
0: people on the road. For me, uh, beyond the episodes with you, I would say when I was on my own, Henry Rollins was definitely something that I keep talking about. That episode, all the stuff off the mic or that didn't make it onto an audio podcast was interesting. What was that? Uh, I mean, Henry was, uh, I don't mean to throw him under the bus, but he was very guarded. I threw this idea at him and... If I was in the same position, I don't know if I would agree to it, but he did. So, yeah. I, I mean, that was nice of him. Yeah. And then I kind of wore him down during the episode because he was just like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Like, I want to go." <laughs> and then the only way I could, I knew to break him down was to talk about what he loves and like a shared, um, uh, a shared hobby of ours, which is like collecting records. So I just talked about. You know, buying records, and so he kind of broke down a bit. And by the end of the podcast, when I turned off the mics, you know, we had a nice exchange. Yeah, and that's how we left it. And I, I always thought that was a great, that was a great episode for me personally. Right. And then Duff, you know, being on the podcast twice, three mm. times, yeah, in three different um, locations, and then Barrett Martin from Screaming Trees and Walking Papers, we always have great talks. Oh, so, I,
2: I had another. Dream guest, and I know you're going to agree with me. Okay. Dice.
0: Oh, but that's like. Sure, it's like Mick Jagger, Barack Obama category. But it's a
2: little bit more possible. It would be amazing. Wouldn't that be the best? Yeah. We could all do our impressions of him to his face.
0: If he goes on for two hours, I would keep all two hours. It's going in unedited. He's awesome. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted that. And because of Don Jameson, who's also been a guest on this podcast, mm-hmm. I ended up spending like, I don't know, an hour and a half with oh, Dice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was so much fun because when you hang out with Dice, it's like a private show. Yeah. A private routine. He'll do. Heard, I heard
2: about that. He'll he'll do someone his... told me a funny Dice story. I heard this funny Dice I story. I spent
0: like an hour with the guy or an hour and a half with the yeah. guy, and he was just doing what he could have been doing on stage. And it was... I was, like, rolling on the floor, like, in tears. So, yeah, that would be amazing. Okay, the next one is Michael at Mike socd 101 What's up? Do you know this guy? I'm in Twitter. We communicate. Huh? What goes on fish taco with chow mein noodles? Um, exactly that. Right? But I think he wants to know, like, what goes into a fish taco? Like, what... I think he wants to know what a fish taco with chow mein noodles tastes like. Well, that's like your I mean, I've been Chino in L.A., Locos, man. man. I've been Ch- in, I've been in L.A. with the real talks, you know? Yeah. Oh, hey. Those are fighting words, man. Chino Locos, let let me let me tell everybody what Chino Locos is cuz I I introduce them at the top of every podcast and I say when I want a fish burrito, I want it stuffed with chow mein noodles. It's it might seem like Chino Locos like gives me money to for advertising but they do not I don't get any money from Chino Locos I say their name because I I am just a huge fan of that place yeah. and I'm glad that exists in the city that I live in and that'll be that and then there's another there's other
2: places that I've chopped but let me tell you right now I got there's all these fish taco places in the neighborhood I'm living in in, in LA i mean like Los Feliz Silver Lake not for much longer so don't track me down but you got best fish tacos of ensenada then down this is on hillhurst street down the street you've got ricky's fish tacos these places hate each other apparently but here's what drives me crazy they both offer only deep fried fish battered fish give me a grilled fish
0: i don't want to just right. like so yeah i'm i'm with you on that that's my beef okay yeah, i'm with you on that that's my beef with fish you know well, then can I say that Chino Locos, grilled. grilled. Yeah.
2: I found some grilled fish tacos, uh, and now I'm happy. But, you know, I'm just saying, like, people, we don't all want fried food. America has an obesity epidemic, and probably Canada has a worse one, but we just don't admit it. So let's fix let's fix our fried food fixation and our celebrity culture thing and what else is there. And if you want to send me money, I've got a PayPal account. <laughs>
0: can look me up with. All right. The next question is from your friend, and I guess my friend. I've known him for quite a long time, but we don't really hang out. Mm-hmm. Chris Trowbridge, oh, a.k.a. Chico. Wants to, he, he has two questions. The first one is, and they're very good questions. He's Thank a you, Chico.
2: Works at CBC. Six. Yeah, D6. he is a
0: producer, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it, he's got to hit a certain level if he's going to ask us a question. So, uh-huh. And he did. What's the most hostile performance you've ever seen by a band or a comic? What was the polar opposite of that, the most <laughs> positive, unifying show you ever saw? And which was the better show? That's a hard question. I don't know. Well, they're just
2: such different feelings to see two kinds of shows. The, but they come together because...
0: Uh, well, what, you've seen so many shows at this point. That's so. why it was hard. Yeah. But the only way I can gauge it is if something happened to me. Like, not necessarily, right. like, a hostile performance on stage that berated the audience or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I would say the time I saw Monster Voodoo Machine and Pitch Shifter, and we just had Adam Sewell on, um, because somebody somebody kept, like, moshing, mm-hmm. and, like, the same person kept running into me, and yeah. I wasn't moshing. I was just on the perimeter of the mosh pit. Yeah. And I got... Really, that was the last time I got really fucking angry at somebody. Right. Uh, in a mosh pit or at a show where I kind of grabbed him, and I knew he could beat the hell out of me, Uh but I had a couple of people watching my (laughs) back, and so that was like, and it wasn't because of monster voodoo machine or pitch shifter. It was just like I walked away going, fuck, (laughs) like, like I almost got into a fight with somebody over. I was just standing there. I mean, that's
2: a different. I feel like that's like a slightly. Well, that's hostile. That's definitely a hostile. But I mean, if we're talking about the show. No, I cannot think. Well, I got two shows that immediately come to mind that I've seen. You know, one is. Uh, Don't say Danzig. No, I never saw a Hostile Danzig performance. I did, I did.
0: I saw Danzig, like, jump off the stage and punch someone.
2: Yeah, no, that's definitely, I've heard about I guess that. that's a Hostile. Yeah, that's, I think that must be more what he means. There's another one like... that
0: I saw, but I can't because I've since become friends with that person. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to say.
2: Well, you know, I'm not, don't mean to speak, bring up ill memories of the dead, but uh, oh. Jay Retard, you know. I was, oh, I was yeah. at the show that we opened up, I think. That's a the classic show. show. You Whole opened Nights that show? Opened yeah, we played the show. We opened the show where he... I think we... Maybe we didn't. But I think we did. It was us and then CPC Gang Bangs. And then Jay Riotard played. And then we opened for his redo show. Which band is at it? Sneaky Killer D's. Elite? Killer Elite? No, Brutal Nights. Brutal Nights. And, uh... I was at the show where he punched this guy in the face. Right. And, uh... For messing with his amp. And, uh... I was at another show at South by Southwest that was, like, the ASAP family, like, ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky, and, you know, it was one of these shows. It's, like, it's one of the reasons, it's, like, the kind of show that makes you start hating going to shows, because it was, like, South by Southwest, this all-night party that went to, like, whenever, but, like, you couldn't leave, (laughs) you know, like, once you're in, like, you have to stay, it's, like, free booze, you know, free paps and Tecate or whatever, and just this massive venue, so the ASAP family's playing. It was the second time I'd seen them that day, and they were getting aggressive with the crowd, who they felt weren't they felt like the crowd was getting aggressive with them. And eventually, one of the guys jumps into the crowd and starts like fighting with members of the crowd, and then other people do. And it's just like both of those experiences were definitely not as good as going to like good concerts well then what, <laughs> what was the
0: polar opposite the most positive unifying show you that's ever that's hard saw?
2: to say I mean cause like well, that's again a benefit of going to like being in a touring punk situation is a lot of the time you're it's going hostile. to these no I was going to say the opposite a lot of the time you're going to shows where the crowd is so excited to see this band as a real unified force but I think he's talking about from the spectators point of view But I mean, seeing Coxbar, you know, at like this place, Emo's, you know, the big room at Emo's uh, at this punk fest, you know, when I know that the organizer had been just dying to get them. And it was like the hardest thing to get Coxbar to come from England. And lots of Mohawks. I'm sure. But they, and they performed, you know, shock troops primarily. And it's like, so, and it's like the whole crowd is like, you know, singing along with this, like, oi music. Like, that felt really... But not racist oi. <laughs> <laughs> Just some working-class blokes having a pint. You know, that was amazing. And so Bar was very close to it, because that kind of music is, un- is, like, inherently has, like, this... Unifying mm. anthemic quality, well, you know? I
0: guess yeah. I just can't recall too much. But you know, if you if you look you at know, it, that was that like way, a thousand
2: people. I mean yeah. that's what I'm saying. You've seen a million shows like that because that's the bread and butter of a of a touring yeah. act. But remember. but when it really feels like it's a unified like it's doesn't you don't need to do anything to make that happen, that's when it gets interesting, I think. You know? I can't recall. Oh, here's a hostile performance too, in a way. But he does more mystifying performances. Cool Keith. <laughs> How's How Cool Keith I've hostile? seen him three or four times. And he does this thing that's more passive-aggressive than, ho- than openly hostile. First of all, I went and saw him at, I think it was Metropolis or Club Soda in Montreal. And um, he came on so late. Like, you know, <laughs> so you're everyone's waiting like an hour. You know, which is like, again, hostile in a passive-aggressive way. And then he performs, and it's great. But then by the midway point, he switches to this probably 20-minute long medley of
0: just the choruses from his songs. So. But that's what a lot of hip-hop artists do now. No, know. But, but Cool Keith is not... Ice Cube. I saw Ice Cube do that exact same thing.
2: But maybe, but it just felt like... You know he's a, he's not a singles performer, so if you, he's a, <laughs> yeah, he's right, a lyric right. based. <laughs> Everyone wants to, the lyrics with Cool Keith. Nobody wants, you know, uh, to hear just like whatever the chorus for yeah, right. you know no chorus. Sex style. He has a song called yeah, No yeah, Chorus. I know. I
0: know. So, um, <laughs> okay. Well, um, is uh, you know what I thought uh, for positive unifying performance that I saw? I guess I would say Butthole Surfers with the School of Rock kids. Oh, that sounds fun, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was interesting, um, okay, and no comics that were you don't want to do that. Do you want to talk about that? That's like kind of I
2: mean, your, you know, you get into like it. these sort of comedy I, I like don't name names well, I mean, I saw even dice does something very interesting when people call out, you know for the poems or whatever, yeah. He does them and he gets off stage. Like he just he he goes, oh, you want the poems? And then he says them like so perfunctorily, and then leaves. Like I saw him do forty five minutes only at Massey Hall.
0: I saw that show. Yeah,
2: and it was gr- incredible. But it was uh, he just immediately cut it short
0: as soon as people were like, I can't believe anyone who yells for the rhymes at a yeah, dice show so now. It's like, dude, <laughs> like he's so much yeah, he's yeah, so much like, more why than why that. Are you?
2: So, I mean, it's a comedian's job to roll with the punches a little bit. So, if you see someone have a meltdown on stage, it's, like, really not fun. And you don't really see it with, like, anybody who has, like, a skill level, a skill set that's, like, allowed for that,
0: you know. Okay, well, the last question is from our friend Harris Pittman. Hi, Harris. He had two questions, but the first one was, like, this thing that, you know, just the three of us went off talking about that I don't think has to do with the podcast Mm -hmm. about e-punk but the the second question I'll end the podcast with this question from Harris Harris wants to know where do you guys normally eat after the podcast great question yeah because we always do eat after the podcast pizza-ville
2: we're always Danko lives right by a pizza-ville (laughs) and we're always going to pizza-ville um Sometimes we'll get Thai. Thai food. Sometimes we'll get Chipotle That's famously. Ch- we've discussed yeah. that here before. We've gotten But like Thai. Sometimes Japanese. Once in a while. But mostly Thai. Mostly Thai. Thai is just a very good type of food. You're supposed to eat it with a fork. And, and a speaking
0: spoon. of which, what do you want to grab today? I don't know yet.
2: Vegetables. Something with vegetables. I haven't eaten any vegetables. So I might get a f- fruit drink with it. The juice. So, Jugo juice? Yeah, let's go to Jugo or Jamba. or uh, Booster juice? Booster juice. Jamba juice is American, dude. You're too uh, L.A. now. Mamba juice. Mambo juice. All right. This oh, has been fun. Ali Wong's oh. comedy special is really funny. You guys should watch it. It's on Netflix. But yeah, if you're, you're in LA, L.A., I'm doing, doing th- a monthly show at Night Gallery, Art Gallery down there. We're not having one this month.
0: Just kidding. It's not even going to be up We're going to have month. one this month. It's not even going to be up this month. This month being May. Probably we'll have one whenever month you're listening. Nobody um, nobody asked us a question. When you
2: re-asked? No. Well, that's okay. Let's get some food.
1: Do not be a Short man by his short man and take him to a hole in the sand Kill and bury him in the land. Relax, relax. Take a break, then really Even if you don't do anything, don't forget to take the time to grab an onion ring.